Well, we know all big stables go through horror runs, and I think you've got a savour when you have a magical sort of weekend, and that's what Chris Lees and the team had with uh, churning out heaps of winners and promising horses. And there's one horse in particular, or two horses, I'm really keen to ask Chris about. Now, the Queensland Oaks winner, um, Emma Kura, she only had two runs during the Melbourne Spring. Both were outstanding. Oh, very good. First up at Ramwick, big weight, angst. Too short, found the line well. And, of course, last start at Flemington, a matriarch boy. Uh, behind Deny Knowledge, she ran third. Chris Lees, good morning. Morning, Steve. That was outstanding last time, wasn't it, Flemington? Yeah, she was super. Uh, it was always the intentions to give her a very soft spring. Um, she won the Oaks off her first race preparation, six runs in. So we lighter frame filly, big lanky filly, but um, she's far from the finished product, so I didn't want to test her too much in the spring. And um, she's still in the paddock, but um, we'll be getting back in over the next 10 days. Yeah, what's going to be some of the races she'll run in next preparation? And just tell us why that run was so good at Flemington and the Matriarch. Well, we haven't um, locked in a program for the autumn slash winter. It's going to depend on how well she does. And, you know, there's so many options, whether she, she just has a, a Sydney autumn or we progress through to give her um, a little bit longer build up and, and get it to Queensland. Um, it's all, for me, it's all about getting it right for next year's spring. So it'll, it'll might be a, a two-testing preparation the next one either. Yeah, we know the Cup winner came through the Brisbane Lord Mayor's Cup in yeah, Q20. Yeah, I think it's, it's you know it's it's a well-worn path. I think it's going to get uh, it's going to be replicated a few times more. I'd suggest. Mm. Sectional star there wasn't she in the matriarch behind Denial knowledge? Yeah, the alley just dictated where she was in the run. Just had to give away a big start. And, um, speed was only even throughout. So. Damien made the comment that um, had she drawn drawn a softer gate and or um, a touch further, she she pretty much picked them up. And the time was very similar to a tissue on the day as well in the Group One. Yeah, so that that's you know times are times are times, but they're relative on the day, so that, that was very pleasing. To yeah. See. So that's Emma Kura. Hopefully we get to see her in Brisbane next year. And what about this other horse, Tabby Time? I mean, he's two arrogant wins last two, Newcastle, Mudgee, and you scratched him from Saturday running Mudgee at the Cup on the Friday. He was quite arrogant there. Colin Hodges nearly blew a gasket calling the race. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where does he, he sit in the scheme of things, Tabby Time? Well, it's hard to assess. It wasn't, a, by far, it wasn't the strongest Mudgee Cup you've seen, um, but he'd done it with a bit of class and the, and the sectional Men tell me it was a pretty strong win, which was probably obvious to your eye, to be fair. Um, where's he sit? Still very immature as well. He's a lighter-framed horse. He, he'll come back and run in a provincial championship heat, um, and possibly then if he runs one, two, three, he could progress to the final of that. So he'll be spaced early in the preparation. He's another one you could see in Queensland um, in, at that start of, a, start of your carnival up there. So when is that provincial championship heat? Uh, they start um, the last day of February into March. There's one every five or six weeks with the final being on on uh, Queen Elizabeth Day, the last day of the championships. All right. So what heat will he go in? Uh, I'll probably start him at Newcastle. I think it's the 3rd of March at the top of the Okay. And how far is that heat, Chris? 1400. Mudgee Cup was, a, was a, a mile, of course. That's tabby time. Now, Dream Owl, was it the Blinkers here that really switched him on on the weekend, winning the Gateway, the rich prize money race in Brisbane, ticket into the strati? Yeah, I'd have to say that was, that was one of the factors. I think the gap between runs, uh, good tempo, big track, get to the outside. So he got, a few, he got everything felt right for him. Um, 
That said, if you go back through his form, Steve, he was narrowly beaten by the Epsom winner, named just to lose me of Chris's, um, back over the winter. Um, his form was probably better than his price, I thought, represented. So um, he just raced a touch flat, I thought, second up off, off a good first up win. I may have just sent him to the races a little quick his second time out. He raced accordingly, but um, then we trialled him, and his trial probably wasn't that flash, but he was back on the inside without blinkers. So um, that was the reasoning for the blinkers. Yeah, he was the second fastest third sectional home there last 634.32 there on the weekend, and Redina was the horse you're making reference to. That's um, fine. Yeah. So what what happens with Dream Now? Do you think we could potentially see him in the strati, or will they, they of course, that they can do some negotiating here with that slot now? The Australian yeah, Bucks. I'm not sure how that'll all work with a big syndicate of owners. Um, so they, they can decide that one. But I'd be happy to give him his opportunity. I think the horse has got plenty of upside. Um, yeah, look, it's obviously a big step from where he was Saturday to a straight break. But that's, they're all things we can discuss um, the back end of the autumn, I suppose. But um, he's another one. He, he could come back for a provincial championship, which is not sure yet where he'll run next. Oh, well, he could be, um, gee, he'd be highly competitive there. What's interesting, Chris, last year, I don't know if you know about our boom, or you would know about Antino, he's outstanding. He should have won the gateway last year. The stablemate ended up winning it. TikTok Queen and the Times, last year, Antino's race, and TikTok Queen, they're in 122.55. I know it's different, you know, comparing year. It's probably ridiculous. But anyway, almost identical, 122.56, your horse, 122.55, Antino last year that was beaten in it. Yeah, I remember the race well, Steve. If you watch it again, Lockheed charged home and That's right. he ran fourth and he's won the Villiers on Saturday. So it's probably stood up all right. Yeah, well, let's get to him. Tell us about that. He ended up at three wide with cover there and was too strong on the weekend. Lockheed. Yeah, great ride from, from Dylan um, from a, from an outside gate. He, 7 20 he wasn't uh, racing. He was racing this Saturday coming as his third emergency going to start on just at uh, close of scratchings. Um, you know, become a wide draw, but he, he did get a nice run in transit considering the gate, three deep with cover. Uh, he ran really well in the gong. He was three deep there, but just couldn't get any cover. He actually provided cover for the for the winner in Detonator Jack. And, um, it, of course, he beat us fair and square, but um, it was still a good run. Was indeed. And, of course, he had the wide gate, probably why he was a bit, uh, you know, bigger odds in the market and so on. So what happens with him now? And what's been the key to getting him right, this Lock Eagle? Um, always showed a lot of potential early in his career. Um, raced at a high level pretty much straight away. Went through a bit of a lull, um, usual gelding, come back. This the last few runs, he, he's, we've reapplied the blinkers for him. And um, just taking up a, a little bit better position in running early in the preparation. To be fair, he, he was drawing wide at um, Rose Hill. Horses get back, Rose Hill and Verabee. It's just very difficult to make ground, but he certainly races a lot better on these bigger tracks like, like Randwick. Okay, so what happens with him now? Uh, at this stage, more likely he'll, he's just having a freshen up out at our farm and even more likely head to the Magic Moons for the, uh, the 1400. How, how many, yeah, how many are going to have millions at this stage? Um, oh, it's still a bit to go, but um, he's one and the other one that more than likely head there is um, the Linga Beast for the Mayor's Race. She'll resume in the Stakes race Saturday, two weeks prior, and of course Wellinga Freefall winning at Eagle Farm on the weekend as well. Yeah, yeah, another one. I thought he found a nice enough race for him. Um, he's been knocking on the door for a city win, so it was pleasing to get him in the winner's stall. 
Yeah. And Chris, I want to ask you about this horse of the Wanless family. Uh, he does my head in a bit, um, Rustic Steel, because I was all over him. I, in the Hutter, I thought he's sectionally outstanding. And then I backed him in the festival, and I thought he was solid there behind Fierce. But what's the deal with him, Rustic Steel? Yeah, look, he's a, he's a high-quality horse. He's actually like probably the same as you. I thought he was our better chance going into the race. Because back on the inside, no, I, look, he, some of his better form is on a bit more forgiving ground. I, I just thought it was just a little common his last 100 metres. He hasn't been beaten far, just under three lengths. But um, we're just going to... He had a long time off, come back with two really good runs where he drew, drew wide and got back and hit the line well. So just now we're just giving him a little freshen and, and hopefully in that start of the autumn, back end of summer, we get a softer ground here in Sydney and, and I think that's his, that's his better surface. Mm. Gee, you've won some big prize money races, haven't you, this year, Chris? You know, you look back to the big dance with this horse... Uh, a couple of million bucks on Cup Day, and you won the, you know, the big Ingham on the weekend worth a heap of prize money. You won the Gateway on on Saturday, so it's, you know, you won the Queensland. Actually, you've had a good year, haven't you? Really good year, the team. Yeah, it has has been a good year, Steve. So you know, like anything, you just got to try and place them where they can win. Um, I think the days of just targeting stakes races are are gone. It's it's um it's a money driven business and it's an expensive exercise day on a horse. So if you, we try and put something back in the bank for the owners. Yeah, and you've got some nice horses known for Brizzy on the weekend. Chili Philly, you called it Rogue Bear, hell of a dancer. Um, what's that other one? Uh, name, I have to just think about it for a tick. Um, what is it? Um, Cacophonix, that's it. Yes, <laughs> what's, yeah. what, what's your best chance this weekend, or this week anyway? Uh, I think Cacophonix will run well first time out to the 1800. Um, I think he's been, been looking for that trip. Mixes his former touch, so... But um, I'm interested to see how he'll handle handle that trip. And um, you call it, he's got a really good Queensland record. Can take a run, but we've, he's had a pretty good grounding for this preparation. I think he'll run well. He's had two trials, hasn't he? Latest that's going. I haven't watched that yet, but it was a good. Was it good? Yeah, it's pleasing. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Good on you, Steve. Chris Lees had a great time of it on the weekend and just one of the nice guys in racing, as we keep saying. But uh, Emma Curry, I can't wait to see her because he, they're just. They're, Pick their mark with her. They gave her those couple of runs in the Yanks where she was good. Nobody mentioned the matriarch. She was outstanding behind Deny Knowledge. A sectional just off the charts there. Um, I think that the overall sectional was about what, 30, 36, 34. She's run a second quicker. Second quicker. 35, 32. The last 600. Likewise, 223, 9-2, Her sectional home from a long way off the speed. Uh, Emma Kura there. So she, you think she might be able to pick up something decent? Um, you know, whether she turns up in those Q22 and we see her in a Caulfield Cup or something next year, wait and see. Tabby time's really progressive, arrogant with Newcastle. Mudgy, he sat basically just off the speed, circling on the bend. And you don't often see him put gaps like that in decent fields at Mud oh, Mudgy Cup. Like he's, he took the lead 200 out and he's put a gap in them of six and a half untouched over the closing stages there uh, at Mudgy. Uh, Tabby time, he's a four year old by Tavistock. Dream Hour is a four-year-old by Dawn Approach. So he's 15 starts, four wins and four placings, winning the, the Gateway. We link a free-four winning on the weekend and so on. And we'll look out for those couple. And Lock Eagle, of course, how old's he? Five. He's by Lonrow, winning the Villiers. That's worth, or the Ingham, worth $1.155 million, uh, on the weekend. Prior to that, he ran second in the Gong, as we mentioned behind, uh, Chris mentioned, behind Detonator Jack, where he gave Detonator Jack the cover that particular day.